Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Earlier, we were looking at trying our hand at writing an article about sex toys, mm-hmm. and that led us to uh, not only writing an article, but also to going through your drawer of sex toys <laughs> for inspiration. Exactly. And we, and we said, well, hey, we should go ahead and talk about this. Ooh. We haven't talked about sex toys before, I oh, don't Oh, yes, think. we have. In Dildos 212 episodes, we've talked about... Well, yeah, we, we talked had, about George. We talked about George, <laughs> who is your, for new listeners, a purple tentacle monster dildo that's run away from that's home. That's run away from home, yes. You know what? I'm going to be cleaning that back room because Michelle Bellinger's staying over one night so i'm gonna be taking everything out of that back room and putting it back george maybe george will show up (laughs) he was huge how the hell could he hide yes um (laughs) we'll get into more of don's depraved sex toy shortly (laughs) that article we mentioned uh is titled from vibrators to symbians Mm -hmm. and not only is the article posted on the erotic awakening website also uh i will post a video um, a video? Yes, of... a video of somebody writing in symbian. Oh, <laughs> Because fortunately, uh, actually, unfortunately, as far as I'm concerned, but I'm going to say fortunately, in this case, mm-hmm. uh, FetLife is also turning into porn life where people, um, where posts of boobies are becoming quite popular. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. There's pros and cons to that. There are. Um, we have a question of the day, and we have uh, all kinds of other <laughs> shit going on as well. What are you giggling about already? Well, I just... Had a flashback of a oh hustler no I don't look at hustler for the pictures I read the articles yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting here taking a pet life the same thing because look in my head I like the articles isn't that <laughs> funny like isn't writings. that interesting though that you and I at this point in our storied life and here's the problem right is that there's the movie which I, you haven't seen called Sleeping Beauty I've just so I'll even back up a little further I put it on my Netflix to watch it did you. I did. There, did you know there's a FetLife group called Hot Steamy Erotic Netflix Movies? Something like that. Huh. I just joined that the other day. Oh, okay. Anyway, so the movie Sleeping Beauty I found quite boring. Okay. Because the uh, the uh, DS and the, M- the DS sort of scenes, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's my normal weekend. So it just wasn't <laughs> that engaging for me. Right. Wasn't that titillating. Um, it, no, so it just it's it's funny that we've turned into those people. Yeah, a little I'd rather jaded. read an article about the uh, current status of leather in the MS community versus mm-hmm. looking at some girl with no bra on <laughs> using a jump rope. Right, right. <laughs> bounce, bounce, bounce. Strange oh, world. Hell, we that live was in. just happening in the room last night. <laughs> was it? Yes. I was not there in the room last night. I did not get to see such a thing. Um, so, hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Oh, sorry, I was in the middle of a sip of coffee. We, we've turned this into a habit. Thursday morning 
podcasting over coffee. <laughs> the worst part about this habit is I can see this clock that says you should be going to work pretty uh, yes, soon, yes. fella. So. Um, so where did all that madness lead to? Let's lead that madness into mentioning we have a question of the day coming up. Uh, we better just knock that fucker out now so we can okay. get on track. I was going to write about it, but instead I figured we could just process it because I don't have time to write. <laughs> so before we get into Dawn's sex toys, the question of the day is thus, and this is kind of a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what? I take that back. That's mm-hmm. a question for both of us. Yes. The question of the day is, do you believe in lowercase s's for slaves? So, And what we're talking about here is the grammatical writing of using a lowercase <clears throat> s or, for me, a lowercase d with my mm-hmm. name. And... You know, there, there's like two schools of thought, at least two schools, but two I can think of. And one is, is that if you lose a, use a lowercase d, that you're um, diminishing your power in the relationship. You're diminishing, you're putting yourself lower than other people in the relationship. Or you don't, what is the word I'm looking for? It's, it's like you demeaning. don't see yourself. Demeaning. That's the word that I need. And um, that you're demeaning yourself if you use a lowercase letter. And it seems to always, it it runs a circuit when that comes around. You know, if somebody signs a lowercase letter, oh, good God, on FET. You know, someone's going to chew them out for using a lowercase letter. And for me, I like using the lowercase letter, especially when I'm talking about your and my dynamic. I don't use it. When I sign Reverend Dawn. Right. Well, unless it's on FET, sometimes it gets a little wonky. But um, when it comes to me talking about my relationship with you, I love using a lowercase d. You know? We had to fight the publisher. I wanted a lowercase d on our book. And he just looked at me like that was the oddest thing. Because it would be a capital D for you and a capital W for our last name, but I wanted a lowercase letter for my name. And for me, it's, it's like, shows my station, shows what I've surrendered to, the, shows what I've accepted. The interesting part, and, and I was going to mention the same thing, and, I, and uh-huh. I will come back to this, but that we were just in Philadelphia and we signed our book for uh, Rob and, and Barbara, Bar- yeah, Barbarella. Barbarella, yes. good. Um, in Philadelphia when we were doing the gig up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, if this person who sent us the question of the day had read our book, then clearly we are in the lowercase camp. Yes. Because uh, that's how the book, the style that the book is written in, mm-hmm. and that you refer to yourself with a lowercase d. Right. Now, when it comes to the big thing, uh, you know, the big argument on the message boards like the Fet Life, and, and we talk a lot about Fet Life. There's other message boards out there. Fet Life is the popular one at the moment. Right, right. You know, there are the arguments whether it's not grammatically correct. Mm-hmm. It's um, demeaning to yourself and the other reasons that people, uh, submissive and slaves, should not refer to themselves in lowercase letters. Right. Um, and it also makes for slash speak very choppy looking. Yeah, I don't use slash speak at all. So, as in uppercase O, like if I say our, mm-hmm. I don't use the uppercase O and the lowercase O. Right. You know, so it, it's just referring to our names and... So, yeah. you know, we're not the tell people in the world how to do shit right podcast, Mm-mm. but we are the here's why we here's what we do and why we do it. So mm-hmm. here's what we do and why we do it. 
I tell, I have uh, a new slave in the house. Yes. Who one day I'll give a name to so we can actually <laughs> refer to her by name. Um, and she said, well, what do I do with this whole lowercase, uppercase thing? I see it on FetLife a lot. You know, am I supposed to use that? And what right. I've told her, what I've told Bat, what I've told people in the past is thus. When you communicate with me directly, you will mm-hmm. refer to yourself in lowercase and I will refer to myself in uppercase. Yes. And the logic behind that is twofold. But one reason being, it makes you think as you speak. Oh, yeah. It makes you slow the hell down. It makes you fight your iPhone or your yes. Word or your <laughs> you autocorrector. autocorrect. <laughs> and back up. And it makes you reflect on this relationship is not like every other relationship you've ever been in. This is a new style of relationship. It has structure. It has rules. It's a ritual. I hadn't thought of the word ritual. Yeah. Um, And it allows me to say, you're a slave. And it must drive, and I assume it drives Bat crazy because Bat's a college professor. Um, yes, but when she took your collar, she really, really, really wanted to use that lowercase. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like she had accepted that position. But I bet grammatically it does drive her crazy until she thinks of her own name and what she's accepted. Right. It, it's really kind of back to the make the bed principle for me. Mm-hmm. Why do you do it? Because I say so. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to engage in a power exchange relationship, that's that's going to be good enough for you sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening to the podcast and you're doing it, you're doing a lowercase thing for me. Now you know more of the logic behind it. Um, it can get a little more. And I like my people in my collar to refer to people that I respect as masters, using the same lowercase uppercase. Right. Because that's simply a sign of respect. It's not a sign of deference. Mm -hmm. It's a sign of respect. Mm -hmm. Um, Even to take it a little bit further, you and I see the power exchange, the master-slave titles, a little bit different than some other people. And I posted not too long ago about this, in that not only is master and slave a description of our chosen lifestyle, for you and I, master and slave is a earned title. Right. It is not, I mean, not only did earned this title of master via action, via commitment to the community. But also we had a board of judges point to us and say, thou art, so to speak, you know, and same with slaves. So, you know, part of it is the recognition that I've earned this right to lowercase my slave name. Yes. So there's that. Any other comments on... No, I just, you know, though there are some that use the uppercase letter and, and their masters are okay with them using the uppercase letter. And I, if it works for you, work it. So I just know what, what works for us. And if you made me, <laughs> if you made me go back to uppercase, I'd go back to uppercase. So, you know, that's the way it is. Yeah, don't, don't get caught up into this is the right way yeah. to do MS is the wrong way, you know, and I, that's, that's why we don't get, get, get engaged in those FetLife arguments. Right. We express, here's what works for me in my house. And my slaves seem pretty happy. So exactly. I'm and just going to keep doing it. And I don't judge other people for using lowercase or uppercase, you know, it's really none of my business. <laughs> I bet you though, there's somebody out there right now saying you're full of shit. Oh, I bet you so. Fuckers I, got I'm no okay clue. with that. <laughs> you fuckers got no clue what you're talking about. And if that's the way you're thinking, well, fine. 
You can contact <laughs> us via email, Dane and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Or use the got fo- uh, got vomit, <laughs> the got comment form. I thought you were going to say got, use the got, get fucked form. <laughs> we don't have one of those on the podcast today. Not today. So the got comment form on the webpage, which is www.eroticawakening.com. Or, <laughs> Your turn. is that my cue? Oh, okay. Yes. Um, you could find us on the Twitter at Dan and Dawn as one big fat word. Mm-hmm. Or on the FetLife group, Erotic Awakening, two words. we got a lot of people liking us on Facebook right now, too, which is Erotic Awakening, one word. <laughs> um, normally, I see notes on my little thing about who likes, oh, who li- look who, and I, who look who, Hello. <laughs> me, professional podcaster. <laughs> me speak good. I see that we've been licked on Facebook by Mistress Crimson, mm-hmm. Mia, Marge, Paula, and Shirley. Mm-hmm. Lots of licks. Why are all these women, uh, we will assume these are all women just from the names. Right. Why are all these women licking us in Facebook instead of in person? Uh, I think one of them is licking us in person. Oh. <laughs> yes. Sorry. You're quite correct. Um, Thursday morning. Onward ho. Um, I see that uh, there's two, uh, for people that are not familiar with Niagara Falls, there's an American side and a Canadian side. Mm -hmm. Well, Canadian side Greg joined the EA mailing list. um, Yeah, he did. And uh, somebody else dropped off the EA mailing list the last time we sent out something. So... Greg kind of balances out. He kind of balanced it out. So thank you, Greg, for being our yin and yang balance of the universe for the mailing list. Yay. Oh, and then there's uh, something else I want to mention. Hey. (laughs) Hey, T, you out there? I know you wrote us recently. uh, Sometimes you sneak off in your little bathroom at work and touch yourself while you're listening to the podcast. It's so fucking naughty. Wish I was there watching you, you little slut. Next time you're in the bathroom, I want you to pull that finger out of your dirty little cunt. Bring it up to your mouth. Lick it for me. Hi, T. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for not laughing during that. Good gosh, woman. Well, I think it's awesome. I love your voice like that. So, yay. It it strikes me, though, that, you know, one day we'll... um, Perhaps we will end up running for another master and slave title. Perhaps right. the the power, the international power exchange title, or the even the international master and slave again. We'll move to Canada and run for that again. <laughs> um, and then we'll say, well, of course, we do the erotic awakening podcast, and they'll say, oh boy, we have a lot of master slave topics on there, and they'll tune in to hear me talking dirty to people in bathrooms. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, it is part of our life, though, and it doesn't derail our master-slave aspects. No, it doesn't. And, um, well, speaking of master and slave, actually not on the notes, which should be, is that we just came back from Philly. So we got to present at the Passional Toy Store, ooh, which fits in today's topic. <laughs> it does. So we got to uh, present. So we've got little pictures of us standing in front of the sandwich board, mm-hmm. you know, Dan and Dawn. And it, it was a paid gig again, so I think we just moved from amateur to professional well we did that a while back but it depends <laughs> kind of, on sort of yeah how you, how you look at it yes um you know i think overall at this point you could say 0.4 percent of our gigs have been paid 
Yes. So whether you want to call that professional or not. And you and I actually prefer being the fact that we're amateurs. Yes. It's a little bit challenging because it does cut into our own money. Finances, yeah. The podcast costs, I mean, it's not a traveling. lot of money. But well, this, the traveling does the cost The traveling costs we... a lot of money, hotels, event fees. This uh, And actually the M-Audio Ultra, Fest Ultra, uh, <laughs> which is our mixing board there, the... Um, the microphones, the new Mac, the handle, the multi-track, blah blah blah. Right, this shit does cost little money, but it's so it's it's for, it is it's always nice when people you know we do have an opportunity where somebody says here's here's a couple bucks. Right. Um, so you know everything needs a balance. I, I think for you and I, I don't know if this well. podcast is a stream of consciousness or a train wreck. <laughs> Why do we bother with notes? Who knows. I think for you and I, we we've just continued to keep the balance of making sure that we keep it as an ethical. Uh, exactly for our standards you know like if for example manor gear is our um one of our sponsors now mm-hmm. and they wouldn't be one of our sponsors had we not we don't we know those people we play with their stuff you know we've used their stuff mt right. leather who we don't who is not one of our sponsors uh we've used this stuff and play with it for years and years and years and we always recommend it so mm-hmm. everything gets a balance there it does um, speaking of which Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Manor Gear. Manor Gear is owned by a lifestyle couple with over 20 years experience and sells handcrafted leather goods. They specialize in custom-made items and the repair and restoration of your leather goods. Slave-tested and master-approved. Find out more at www.manorgear.com. Yay for the support. Yay for the support, indeed. If you would like to support us, there's ways you can do that. For example, you could head over to the iTunes and rate us. And yes, Ange, I will put up a guide on how to rate us on iTunes soon. Mm -hmm. And you know what? These don't cost anything. No, no, you ain't got to buy nothing. (laughs) These are just clicks of a button. Yeah. You You can tweet about us and you can lick us on Facebook. Or you can tell a friend. And I was just telling you that someone told me last night. I was just telling you that someone told me last night. How's that for down the line? But someone um, at the room last night, someone's like, oh, my friend from New York just told me that I should be watching this or listening to this podcast that someone else told her about. And when I asked what it was, they said it was Erotic Awakening. And I got to say, I know those people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was all excited. I recently... One of the things, and this is one of the things you can do to help the podcast. I go out there, when we post a podcast about sex toys, I will go out to a FetLife group called Sex Toys and say, hey, we just posted a podcast about sex toys. You might be interested. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, we try not to spam the internet a whole lot with the right. podcast. There's, there's a balance between I want people to know about it. On the other hand, I don't want people to, um, you know, I don't want to be shoving it in people's face that aren't interested. You, oh, podcast listener. Feel free to shove it in other people's face. If you're on a FetLife group and, you, and the, the conversation's about exhibitionism and right. you say, hey, I think Dan and Dawn did an episode about that. Feel free to post. Oh, hey. absolutely. It, it, just, it helps other people find out about the podcast. You know, it's that we were recently contacted about that book, Fifty Shades of Grey. Right. And they said, look, don't bang on it too much. Because it is what brought me to understand that there was an aspect of kink that I could get out there. True. And one of the and we get a, a lot of comments from people that are not aware of all the possibilities out there that say, had I not found your podcast, I wouldn't have realized, you know, what all was out there for me. Mm-hmm. So getting the word out, I think, is beneficial to uh, everybody. Can I get, do a little self plug? 
Sure. If you're on a tentacle sex group. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did have someone just send me another link to a picture. I'm going to tell you, it works to put it out there to say, hey, I like tentacle sex. So Allie um, sent me a link to a tentacle pic and said that they had sent it to their girlfriend during an RPG game saying that I needed more tentacles like this. <laughs> Actually, he said she needed more tentacles like this, and she said, well, maybe Dawn wants to see it, too. <laughs> well, I will put a link out there so our audience can see it. And it's uh, what did you, uh, it was a little interesting one. It was, because it was more, it wasn't anime. Right. It l looked and had the feel of reality. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of neat. Though I'm not into, like, real squids and stuff like that. There was a picture of somebody covered in, like, little itty-bitty baby octopuses. You so know? you don't, you don't want to do the calamari play? No, no calamari play. I, I like the fantasy <laughs> tentacle sex. Uh, I suppose we should also mention, for those that are looking to get out into the real world of kink, mm -hmm. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's Kinky Fun Group. The AIS Amazing One Night Party is coming to the Princeton Club in Columbus, Ohio on Saturday, October 13th, starting at 8 p.m. going till 2 a.m. Wow. You can find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Always a good time. Yes. We've got an event that day that I had to schedule earlier in the day at the room. What do we do? Oh. The Polly Potluck. The Polly Potluck. Yeah. So I had to schedule it earlier because about half the people in the Polly group are also kink. Mm -hmm. And they'll want to go to the one night party. <laughs> the other half are going to be like, where are you guys going? <laughs> Do we want to talk about my toys? We yes. have to get you to work. Yes, let's talk about your toys. Um, so we had just recently heard, and I, I want to mention this, um, that you, the, the question was, and it wasn't asked to us, the question was, if I have a partner and we're monogamous, can we share sex toys? In a monogamous lesbian relationship, can that. we share sex toys, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I noticed that the answer never actually got out there. Right. She talked a lot about it, the responder, but did not actually answer the question. Mm -hmm. She implied it was okay. Yeah, she implied it was okay, but gave links to various websites that talked about it. And it was a monogamous lesbian relationship. They were only going to share the toys between each other. They had both been tested and were STD-free. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of confused as to why she wouldn't say, oh, yeah, of course, you're monogamous. You know, you're, you're swapping body fluids anyway. But she kind of hinted at um, bacterial infections. Yeah. So, yes, she did. But she kind of hinted. She didn't make any statements one way right. or the other, which we find annoying. You know what I'm going to get Manor Gear to make me? I've right. always wanted one of these. Right. Is a... I don't know. If you don't know what these are, then I'm going to have a hard time explaining. But they're these... God dang, I can't think of the name of the word. They're the metal things that you hit on the back with a hammer to make woodwork. Chisels. That's yeah, the word, chisels. Yeah. So if you get, you get a, a thing of chisels, they come in this leather thing that you unwrap yes. with the different chisels in each pocket. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get Manor Gear to make me one of those, but for dildos and yeah. sex toys. See, you've been wanting one of those for a while so that you can roll it up and, yeah, just carry it in a little thing. The re so this, the, to bring this all together, this, the sex toys, and we're going to start off with your 
I think your favorite sex toy, mm-hmm. which is the glass dildo. Yes. Now we first started exploring glass dildos because I wanted to build my dildo bag, mm-hmm. and I had that same question: Can is there a way I can take a dildo, use it on someone, and then clean it up in such a way that I can use it on someone else without any concern about STIs? Now, right. it's not that bizarre a thought because if, what's that thing they put in your pussy when you go for a, a medical examination? Right, the duck bill. The duck bill, yes. <laughs> I think that's the medical term for it. Uh, and, I'm, and they don't just use it once and then throw it away. They stab away to sterilize it. Right, and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking they autoclave it, like yes. piercing. So my um, uh, investigation led me to say glass dildos are the least, are the most likely to be able to clean mm-hmm. in such a way that you could use it with multiple partners that are not fluid bonded. Now, right. we haven't actually... There's, there was enough wiggle room there that I haven't even taken that, haven't quite taken that step yet. You right. have your own glass dildo. So. I do. We, I have my own, and then I have, we have a, an extra one that we put uh, condoms on. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and that's, that's the route at the moment. So. so, but to the point of this actual podcast, finally, at 24 minutes in, <laughs> is the glass dildo your favorite sex toy? I, yeah. Then, and when we talk about sex toys today, we're going we're stepping away from the BDSM aspect of sex mm-hmm. toys. We're talking more of the vibrators, dildos, the dildos bullets, bullets, things that like kind that. Of thing. yeah. So I would have to say, and I'm a weird girl, so just understand that up front. I'm weird. When um, I don't particularly like vibrators. I don't like the vibration. I don't like um, how mechanical it is, I guess. So whenever I get a vibrator, I take out the batteries because I just like the insertion. And right. the glass dildo really does that. I like how hard it is. I like how cold it is when it first slides in. I like the rigid bumps on it. I just, I just really like the material and the outcome. Right. <laughs> Of the glass dildos. Now the uh, we've tried a variety of vibrators with we the have. batteries in. We've got tried the rabbits. Now the rabbit was interesting. The rabbit is interesting, and um, I hear that that's one of the all-time bestsellers. Mm-hmm. Is the rabbit? We actually bought ours. I keep trying to add to my collection, though I end up going back to the glass. But uh, so we do have a rabbit in the drawer. And do you remember where we bought the rabbit? Oh. Not offhand? San Francisco. And I was so... We? Wor- we did. We stopped in a toy store and bought it in San Francisco. And I remember this because I was terrified that someone was going to check my luggage to figure <laughs> out what that thing was. But now I do like the different movement on that one for some reason. So that one kept its batteries. Yeah. If, if you don't know what a rabbit is, you're going to have to go out, go find our article... Uh, vibrators the symbions uh, mm-hmm. from there there's a link to uh, a selection of Adam and Eve's vibrators and such the rabbit's right. just so hard to explain it's got it all is. these little multiple controller doohickeys on it yeah um it's a challenging thing to explain, but again, I think the, the but you well, like you mentioned, it's got so much going on. Yeah, yeah, it's got so much going on it kind of uh, fries the brain a little bit to where it's just sensation, but uh um, but you're usually using it and controlling it, so it might have some power exchange in there too. I've never pulled it out of the drawer and used it on myself. Now, one that but I you, will with the glass. But one of the vibrators that you used to like quite a lot, and maybe this isn't true anymore, has been bullets. Yes, like the bullets. As a matter of fact, we used to have a lipstick-shaped 
I was vibrator. thinking about that that I used to keep in my purse for travel trips. <laughs> now, uh, the bullets, do you prefer the inserted bullet? Do you like the bullet to be inserted? Or do you prefer it just to be used on the clitoris? No, my, my clit's just really, really, really sensitive. So I like it inserted. Mm-hmm. So, um, And we've done the infamous remote control yes. vibrator, although ours had a wire on it, uh-huh. where we put the uh, bullet in you and we walked around. I don't care where, recall where we were going, but we were walking around somewhere and I had the controller. I could reach to the controller right. and turn it on and off. I think it must have been a play party. I'm not quite must sure. Have ha- must, must have been, because I can remember it. I just can't remember where. So, but yeah, we've got all kinds of, we've got the Hitachi. Oh my gosh, everybody raves about the Hitachi. I'm so sensitive, I have to actually lay a towel over my clit before Uh I can use the Hitachi. And then it's like an instant orgasm. And where I'm more about building up the, maybe that's part of not liking the the vibrators so much. I like building up the energy, mm-hmm. you know, and the vibrators where I'm so sensitive are so instant. I don't get to build up the energy. It's more like used for a quickie. Right. So, and the Hitachi literally is a quickie and, um, I, I, it gets hot really fast and <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to break my clit. <laughs> I don't want to break it. The Hitachi is a, a hard one to explain. It's a wand. It's about four, 12 to 14 to 16 inches long. Yeah, yeah. And, but you only use the end of it. And the end of it is like a, a vibrating ball. About mm-hmm. the size, small, a little smaller than a tennis ball, but along the same sort of size. But you're right. It's, and, and, people, and you sell them in normal stores as mm-hmm. neck massagers or back massagers. I don't know <laughs> if anyone ever uses them for that. <laughs> no, no. Um, and you can get them for about 50 bucks probably. I, I Again, you can click on the link and see what people charge in for them nowadays. Right. Um, and again, we did this episode eight of EA on exhibitionism, and that's what our uh, exhibitionist oh, used was right. Hitachi. Hitachi, yeah. So, and um, I'm just afraid it's going to numb <laughs> numb things or break things. And so, I just really like um, I really like like the glass so looking through my drawer Mm -hmm. we do have the double-headed alien dildo do we still have that monster i think we do so and it was pretty awesome to use with somebody else it's Uh like 18 20 inches long so you can get two girls on it that can kind of grind down and um so that one was fun we got the double penetrator yeah so that one's fun but like i said we haven't used these in forever. I've got them laying on a towel and they've been cleaned and I'd wash them off before using them again. They're probably dusty, you know? <laughs> I think it's not unusual, and we've certainly done this, when things are slower in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that they're... Well, we've been together for 12 years, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes it's fun to go into a sex toy shop and say, look at this weird thing on the wall. Let's grab it and go play with it, uh-huh. right? We have our limits, you know, what we're interested in, what we're not interested in. Right. There was a, uh, a dildo we came across. I thought of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a um, uh, Jesus on the crucifixion cross yeah. dildo, which, although we are not Christians, that just didn't Mm-mm. feel right to me. That would like being boffed with Buddha. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> no. Probably be a different episode, boffed with Buddha. Um yeah, so we do we do have our, our, our limits on what, what you'll fuck me with. Yes. But um, I'm trying to think. Oh, George. 
I mean, oh, George yeah, yeah. was infamous. George is, it was a silicone dildo, you know, a tentacle dildo. And for me, sometimes it's just how it's used. Right. I mean, George was very naughty. <laughs> you know, I got to clean that back bedroom. He's got to be back there because he's not in our room. And I don't know how the hell a 12-inch dildo can just disappear. Yeah. Uh, George was a... Big tentacle with little nubbins on it. He's got it, his suckers. own life profile. Got his own prep file. George <laughs> E.A., I think. Um, I know. So so one of the things that we haven't talked about, though, is the Sibian. Yeah. And the Sibian, because I'm not into the vibration play, I may have to try it sometime. But, um, you know, that's the thing. I haven't even tried it. I mean, I watch, I've watched girls on Hitachi go nuts. I've watched girls on the Sibian go absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. We've had hotel rooms above the room with the Sibian <laughs> yeah. and wondered what the hell was waking us up because it's, you know, it's this big motor and, you know, and then you hear the girls screaming and it's like, ah, it's the Sibian. So, right. but, um, it literally looks like a saddle on the floor. Usually it's on the floor and it's got a, um, dildo on it or just a clit stimulator and the girl straddles the saddle i'm sure guys could do it too but you know we've only seen i've only seen the girls do it so the girl straddles it and then someone else or they can work the controls and uh yeah go a little crazy <laughs> I'll, I'll actually i've got a video of somebody riding the symbian sibian sim- yeah Say it for no, me. No, M. Sibian. Sibian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a video that uh, I'll link, I'll put in the show notes as well. So if you head over to eroticawakening.com and look for episode 212, I'll put a link for someone okay. writing it. Because um, really, it, it, like you said, it's very difficult to explain. It's very difficult to explain. And but there's... if you ever want to go, if you ever want to go to a play party where penetration's allowed or, or a swing club and you want to mm-hmm. be popular, mm-hmm. bring your $2,000 Sibian with mm-hmm. you. Because they, they literally, they run mm-hmm. like $2,000 or something crazy like that. And just, you know, say, hey, I've got one. And people will line up to write it. And you get yep. to sit there and run the controllers. Mm-hmm. And people do enjoy that. They do. They do. And like I said, I may have to try it for field research. I only hear good things about it. I just think I've been afraid of frying my clit. And I'm just very attached to it. <laughs> you are quite attached to your clit. Uh, and that is the Erotic Awakening episode 212. There we go. Want to have your product, event, charity, or services the first thing listeners hear about on our podcast? Make a $10 donation to the podcast for a 10-second front bump on a reaches listeners from around the world. What a bargain. Contact us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. And Erotic Awakening is proud to support Black Rose. Black Rose is a not-for-profit organization which provides a forum for the many different expressions of power in love and play, including dominance and submission, bondage and discipline, sadism and masochism, fetishism, cross-dressing, just to name a few. Find out more about Black Rose at www.br.org. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at sexual... Uh, <laughs> See, this is why we don't make money at this point. <laughs> Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Erotic Awakening is also sponsored in part by Maynard Gear. For the finest handcrafted leather goods, head over to MaynardGear.com. 
slave tested and master approved. Did you know you could buy the highly acclaimed books Living MS and Sex Stories and Power Exchange by Dan and Don directly from their website? Buy both books to be found at eroticawakening.com. Any dollar and 20 cents made from anything sold on the site goes directly into the continuing educational mission of Erotic Awakening. You didn't think I'd be able to do that fast, did you? <laughs> I've seen you do an auction. I know you can do it that fast. <laughs> bye, Dan. Bye, Don. Bye, Don.